What's good, Portland? This is your host, Ro Zapanta, and this is my co-host, the glorious, the notorious, Tim Johnson. And this is the Bucket Busted Podcast, locally grown here in Portland, Oregon, the city of roses, the city of bridges, Stumptown PDX. We are a show with no rules, just a couple of the friends who so happen to love Portland basketball. Tim Johnson. Sir. How you living, my friend? How can I be terrible? Look what happened tonight. Look what happened tonight. And of course, you know what? We have our special guest once again, and it is JJ from the Bay what Area. Up, Shout out to the Blazer fans. What's going on, guys? Hey, what's going on, JJ? So, first thing when we hopped on, I heard Tim say that it was a boring game. But, Tim, <laughs> just to ask you straight up, why do you like boring games? I love boring games because it means I'm not stressing out about losing. Yep, that's right. All right, with that being said, uh, our boy CJ had 37 points. And in the beginning of the year, we had all this talk about Harden trade and how would the Portland Trailblazers get C- or get Harden? Do you guys think that we need a Harden trade? Or with this performance, has it solidified that roster spot in your heart for CJ. We'll start with Tim. I don't think this performance solidified any of that. I think what he's been doing all season, he's the only guy that's been on fire. Uh, he's the only, he's, he's the guy that's been carrying this team to those wins. Um, yeah, man, I mean, I, I never thought that we needed Harden. I thought it was still an upgrade, but you know, CJ is out here uh, proven us, proven to all of us that uh, he's he's playing All Star basketball right now. I wouldn't be surprised if CJ made the All Star team if he keeps this up. I wouldn't be surprised either. And honestly, I think uh, the ship has kind of sailed as far as Harden talks and CJ McCollum. And the reason being, not isn't about CJ McCollum really. It might be the other extras that might come along with CJ. You're talking about Gary Trent Jr. who's playing well, who kind of rounds out the defense. Um, You're also talking about Nurkic possibly being in there too and his coming to form like we saw in Minnesota. Um, About time, right? It's about time, definitely. And well, thing is is that CJ, I think he just kind of silenced the doubters or he is uh, with these past few games. He was, he came in, to this game I think he was averaging about like 26 27 points and then he drops 37 on the Kings I mean this guy is just deep in his bag like the french fries are at the bottom and he just keeps reaching (laughs) and reaching and pulling out more french fries just for all of Portland can I ask both of you uh name a better backcourt than CJ and Dan Ooh. I mean, are we talking historically speaking or right now? Right now. I don't see one. I think right now, I think they might be the best. I'm, I'm going to say that they're the best because I saw a graphic on the NBA feed about um, the most games with six three-pointers or more. CJ is number one and Damian Lillard is number two. And then there's the rest. And that includes... Terry Rozier, that includes Ingles, that includes uh, Steph Curry. That just shows that your offensive power of Damon CJ is just ridiculously strong above the rest. Um, 
Mm -hmm. But I still think there's people like Harden and John Wall that might make a push. Which we haven't really seen much of. We haven't seen much so of. So far. Yeah, you're right. Absolutely mm -hmm. right. That's a good point. I still think, you know, we still haven't seen the best of Dame this season either. So, you know, I, I think I think we're seeing probably the best from CJ. Um, we'll see if he can keep it up. But but I think there's more to come from, from Dame. Uh, but, you know, I actually thought back in that Minnesota game, Dame and, and Nurk both came into their own, which I think... Uh, you know, mentally push the rest of the team. Um, you know, one of the things that I, I really enjoyed watching tonight is when uh, I think they even mentioned it on the on the broadcast when the Blazers were up. What was it? The third quarter by like 20, 20 something points, and Nurk is selling out to get a loose ball. That was to me that was phenomenal. That was the best thing I saw all night, besides the win. Yeah. So, uh, I wanted to ask you, Tim, um, with CJ coming out tonight with 37 points and Dame coming out from the Wolves game with 39, what did you get from mm -hmm. that? What is your assessment with that backcourt? What are they doing? I mean, obviously, they're offensively, they're 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 potent, right? I mean, they they've with those two games, I think they show that any given night they can go off for damn near. 40 points but um you know they i think they also prove that if one's off a little bit the other can carry at the same time i, I think you know it's going to be rare that they both go off in the same game but i think you know when they do i think teams it's going to be tough sledding for for the opposing teams to to match that level of, of production and um you know i i i think it also comes back to uh you know those numbers come back to Nurk playing a little better. I mean, in that Minnesota game, he had uh, what 17 and seven, eight for ten from the field. Takes a lot of pressure off those guys. Um, you know, and, and Nurk's passing seems to be more on point too. So, you know, I guess to answer your question, I just see um, I see trouble for other teams uh, as long as. Uh, Damon CJ can can maintain that level of production and continue to cover for each other when the other is is having an off night. You know, I'm gonna ride on the coattails of what you were just saying. I mean, the biggest difference I think between the Minnesota win and the Sacramento win is that the Minnesota win still felt like a little isolation ball happy, and I know that Dame mm -hmm. kind of um, he he got he caught fire, and uh, Nurk also caught fire i mean eight for ten of the field he hasn't done that or had that sort of efficiency yet until that game um with sacramento the one that we just watched i mean i saw a lot of great ball movement i saw the ball moving around better i saw a couple times that really impressed me where nurk was at the top of the key and then dame finds a backdoor cut for an easy layup so Nurk kind of gives that nice dish. And then he had another one where CJ came up to the three-point line, dished it off to Nurk at the top of the key. Uh, Derek Jones Jr. comes down the, the, the baseline for a backdoor cut and jams it in in the third quarter. And seeing stuff Yo, like we... that is like what I'm really excited about because if Dame is hitting on all cylinders, if CJ is hitting on all cylinders, if Nurk can find the open people and we also have people cutting, this team mm -hmm. is going to be so much fun to watch. Yes, and and I and I'll say, you know, you you talk about Derek Jones Jr. 
going in for those slams. Can we talk about his dunks this game? Yeah, I mean, you called phenomenal. it. Phenomenal. Even even the missed dunks. Yeah. It was phenomenal. And, and just seeing what he could have potentially done in this game. I mean, that, that one dunk, I, I can't remember exactly what quarter it was in. It was either, what, second or third. That one dunk, it must have been the third. That one dunk that he missed pretty badly could have... In a close game, that could completely change the look of, of, of the game. I mean, that could completely turn a game around as far as, uh, you know, how the players are, are feeling mentally. Um, I'm, I'm loving what I'm seeing, especially from this, this last game. They're spreading it around. You're still seeing the isolation ball. You're still seeing the contested three-point jumpers. And I, I don't think we'll ever get away from that. But I think... Uh, you know, as long as as long as they're looking to find the open man a little more, playing for that extra pass, which they've forgotten about early on in this season, I think I think we're going to be in a pretty pretty good position um, moving forward. Ex- excluding Dame, CG, and Nurk, who are you guys looking forward to see develop within the next few games? Go ahead, Ro. Um, I'm hit this one for the next few games. I mean. We have to automatically go to Harry Giles. No, I'm just joking. We we have to. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Before, before. <laughs> Hold on. Before we progress, can I just say that I wanted to see more from Harry Giles in Dude, the Minnesota so did, game? Come on. In a 11 blowout, minutes, in three a points, blowout, five fouls. Give that guy like five to eight minutes. Like, come on now. No, but. Dude, he, he had 11 minutes. But on the real, like, it has to be Gary Trent Jr., I mean, just because you want him to continue to grow from the bubble. The NBA broadcast actually gave me a great nugget, which is, did you know that Gary Trent Jr. was actually drafted by the Sacramento Kings and we traded for him and we developed him into what he is now? I mean, that's got to hurt Sacramento. Just watching him in our lineup, playing great defense, knocking down shots, creating for himself. Um, and creating for others. You know, I I like your pick with with Gary. Uh, I I'll be honest. I I would love to see him uh, really take the next level. Um, I think if he wants to get paid this summer, he's gonna have to take the next level. Um, but you know, I what I really want to see uh, is Robert Covington. Man, I want to see him do a little more offensively. I want to see him shutting down the perimeter a little more. Um, I, personally, I, th- I think I need to see more from from uh, Rocco. Yeah, and I'm going to ride on that a little bit. Like, I guess my problem with Rocco is probably your problem with Rocco as well. It's just we haven't had that game where you just notice him, where you feel him. I mean, he didn't. You feel his he presence. hasn't had his coming out party yet, right? Exactly. And I, I don't exactly. know if that's just a chemistry thing or if maybe maybe he was a little overhyped. I, I mean, I don't want to I don't want to go that far and say he was overhyped because we've seen what he could actually do in, in Houston. Um, I, you know, I yeah. and I just Philly. think that so far and, and, and all I'm saying is so far, Derek Jones Jr. has been outplaying him and it's not close. Yeah. Agreed. Did you guys like what you saw within the past two games or? Are you more of the mentality that these are games that we're supposed to win, which we talked about. We were going to win these games. And if we didn't win these games, it would be DEFCON 20. <laughs> but 
but that yeah, got yeah. you know what like, though like sound the you know what though yeah. yeah even in games you're supposed to win you still have to play good defense so i will say the fact that uh we won what well, we beat minnesota by almost 20 mm-hmm. um you know we whooped up on sacramento tonight uh i'm gonna say that yeah the defense it was much better i mean we what did we hold uh um sacramento to at the half i mean it it was pretty impressive as far as comparing less than 50 i mean that's pretty impressive compared comparing this game to the last uh seven games or eight games um you know i i think uh i think the defense definitely took a step in the right direction um i don't I've used the, the term anomaly quite a few times this season, and I don't want to say that this is an anomaly, but for me, I need to see the next game. Uh, who, who's the next game? Is it is it um, not the Warriors, is it the Jazz? I know that we come back to the Kings, but I think it might be uh, the Raptors. Toronto. Oh, we have, we have Toronto the next. Okay. So, you know, Toronto's going to be a tough game, but... Uh, you know that's that's where I want to see the defense is a, a three-game stretch. If we can maintain the same level uh, of consistency, if we can maintain the same level of production and 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 you know heart. I mean that that was my biggest one of my biggest complaints on the last episode was that you know these guys are out there not playing with any heart, and you know I I will gladly put my foot in my mouth uh figuratively uh if i mean it's almost there uh as long as i can see a three-game stretch of (laughs) of good defense the kind of defense that we all expected this team uh to show us right i know i kind of i kind of got on my soapbox i'm gonna step off now for you (laughs) bro well i'm i'm gonna agree i mean i honestly if we're just talking about the minnesota game i wasn't that impressed um, Minnesota ended up scoring 117 points. Uh, we should be able to shut that team down, especially without Carl Anthony Towns. Um, mm-hmm. That's something that we should have been able to take advantage of. Um, but with Sacramento, I mean, holding them under 100 points, holding any NBA team under 100 points nowadays is a great feat. And they definitely should be clapping for themselves in the locker room today because they played great defense. I mean, they were very active. Um, you know, I pulled up the turnovers here. They ha- they had 15 turnovers. We caused 15 turnovers, which is great. And then off of those turnovers, we scored 30 points. So that's that's really active. And I'm very happy. The next game against the Raptors, I'd like to see some consistency. So, um, so mm-hmm. num- numbers-wise, you know, with the NBA, each team strives to hold the opposing team 30 points per quarter. And like what you two brought up, um, Sacramento at 99 and Minnesota, even though without Carl Anthony Towns to 117, we hope to see that the defense progresses into a new direction. We're going to go ahead and move forward. Um, this is Blazer wrap up. Uh, here's a quick question for my two hosts. Current team MVP. I don't think this is going to going to be a debate, but CG or Dame. It's got to be CJ. And tell me why. I mean, gotta be. this guy's just on fire. He's absolutely on production. fire. Yeah. Look at the production. His, his one step above everyone else. And when I mean everyone else, 
um, it's not even close. It's definitely not not even close. I mean, I know that Dame is still Dame, and Damian Lillard has a particular gravity along the court that you can't see in stats. You know, wherever Dame goes, the defense is going to swing that way, and maybe CJ gets mm -hmm. the benefit of that. But he is punishing them for focusing on Dame or focusing elsewhere, and he's getting his shots. What do you think, Tim? Yeah, I agree. I mean, I was just pulling up his stats. I mean, he's got uh, he's averaging uh, 26.8 points, ninth in the league. Uh, he's averaging 5.3 assists. I mean, his player efficiency rating is is 15th in the league. I mean, I don't I don't see I don't see how you don't say this guy is going to be the MVP of of the team. Yeah, at agreed. this point, you know, I mean, he's. He's playing out of his mind. The best basketball I have ever seen CJ McCollum play is this season. Are any of you concerned about Dame's performance within the season? I mean, with excluding the Minnesota game, he was one for seven tonight. And I was just seeing some of like the forums and there are some fans that are concerned. What's your guys' take on Dame right now? I'm not worried about Dame. Yeah, I think, I think Dame will kind of round himself out. I think he'll average himself out back to back to normal. I think it's a, definitely a, a slow start for him, but you know, with all these different pieces and um, his legs might not be as fresh, considering that the bubble was, you know, we just had it. <laughs> this is a very weird season, mm -hmm. and uh, maybe Dame is kind of feeling that too. So I, I think eventually. He'll, he'll get it back. Yeah, that's that's an issue that I've been thinking about lately, actually, is, you know, we're, we're talking about how Nurk doesn't seem the same and Dame's not right and, you know, fire Terry Stotts. Though we haven't said that on this podcast, <laughs> but, you know, it, it's out there in the in the ether, right? Definitely out and, there. And, uh, you know, one I think one thing that, that maybe we're not taking into consideration is that, you know, there this is a weird season and... You know, even though we do have high expectations for our team, uh, and rightfully so, you also have to take into consideration the fact that this is an abnormal season, maybe even more so than last season, because, you know, you didn't have much of an offseason, and what offseason you did have, you weren't practicing the same way you would have been practicing pre-COVID. Right. You know, you're talking, you're having, you're not having full team scrimmages, you're not you're not doing the things that you used to, you know, maybe take for granted, I guess, before this season, um, to get, to get that, uh, chemistry built within the team. So, you know, I, I still think that, that there should be a certain level of pressure on this team, a certain level of pressure on Stotts. I think Stotts is still in the hot seat so far. We're trending in the right, you know, yeah. the, the right worse. direction uh, after these yeah. after these games. No, I mean, as long as we don't go on like a five game skid, we should be OK. You know, we can drop one or two here or there. But, uh, you know, I, I think I think it's, it's going to be real interesting because you never know. It's kind of weird, man. Like you never know who's going to go down for your team. True. Because of COVID. True. Right. You never know who you're actually going to play on the opposing team. So it's, it's, it's all kind of a, a catch 22 this season. I, I don't know. I don't know how you want to 
yeah. you know, token this season. But it's 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 gonna be it's still gonna be a weird one. I still think the Blazers have a lot of uh, um, pressure on them, and, and it should be there. Uh, but you know, maybe let's maybe we should pump the brakes a little bit <laughs> on the Firestots uh, on the Firestots so, train. Speaking of weird, heading into the game, the Blazers ranked twenty seventh in assist, but. They have an of- offensive efficiency ranked seventh. I don't know. You know, there's always argument causation versus correlation. What does this show you? We'll start with Ro. I think what that means is that we have two all-star guards who are really great at isolation basketball. Um, it it kind of sucks mm-hmm. that you know we're 27th in assist, but. I think we have to sort of temper our expectations um, with such a new squad. I mean, adding Roko, adding DJJ, adding, you know, some of the other pieces into the rotation, finding out what meshes well, and Stotts just finding what the right lineups are. I mean, you play with different people almost every single game, different lineups every single game. It's hard to get that flow. And the one thing about the NBA that we know is that... Um, the more that you know your player or the more that you play with the player, the better you are to find them in those open spots, to find them in the spots that they like as well to hit jumpers or to make layups. So I think over time, this will improve just because like Dame, Dame is a good passer and so is Nurkic. I think eventually that'll pick up. Um, it just sort of sucks that right now we're 27th in assists. I mean, I think it comes down to confidence. And, and I say that because we have new main contributors on this team. And it's not necessarily the confidence in their game. It's just it's the team's confidence in knowing where someone's going to be on the, on the court, how they're going to react. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I think I think early on with these new pieces, I think we should have expected to see more isolation ball because... You know, Dame and CJ don't know how the the, the two new pieces in the starting five are going to react, right? Um, we we know that Dame is good one on one. We know CJ is good one on one. You have Carmelo coming off the bench, who's also yeah decent. Yeah. I mean, historically speaking, he's good, great, totally in one on one ball. Uh, you know. We, we have some players that are just built for that isolation game. I think what it's going to come down to is the rest of the team feeling comfortable and confident with how each other plays the game. And, and, and the assists are going to balance out. It's going to balance out. And, and I think it's actually going to benefit CJ and Dame the most. So, Bleacher Report wrote, the biggest question mark for every NBA team so far, and for the Portland Trail Blazers, the title was, Is the Defense Fixable? The article stated that the Blazers are 29th in points allowed, and just to reaffirm what we said on the last pod, they can't keep playing Cantor, Mello, and CJ with Dame. Um, if you guys had a burner account, like KD, what would you <laughs> respond to that Bleacher Report article with? Is you it could fixable? Go for it. 
I know, oh, no. I know Tim has a burner account, so he should probably <laughs> respond first. <laughs> uh, I don't. Uh, you I mean, don't you're know. not I mean, Jim Thompson? I mean, in my head, <laughs> Like, you know, for real, dude, post, at least change your name. I post... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think what I'm doing is, is posting clips from tonight's game and saying, does this look fixable to you? Because... You know, they look pretty, pretty damn good tonight. Um, I, I think I think that proves that they're capable of playing better defense. They're capable of being in the right spot, of shutting down the the opposition. Uh, I, I think I think it shows that Stotts is actually capable of of making so, solid, sound defensive decisions. Um, you know, we'll, we'll like I said earlier, we'll see what happens in the next game. I want to see a three game, a three game. Uh, uh, I don't know what you call it, not tradition, but I want to see a three game um, Stretch. span where we play great defense. How about yeah. you, Ro, with your I mean, uh, Hotmail burner account that you registered <laughs> from? He's, it's MySpace, actually. Yeah, MySpace. <laughs> what would you say on your burner account towards this uh, Bleacher Report? I would probably lay into stats, just like straight up. I'm gonna. Lay, I would lay into stats, and the reason being is because why did you even have that lineup in the first place? Like, what were you even thinking? Like, I play NBA 2K, and I would never put that lineup and, and, on the floor. And you're talking about the the Cantor, Mello, Dame, and CJ. Like, you would you would never you would get scored on and, so many times. And Roko, is that what you're talking? Or, sure. Or DJ Whoever J. you want to put either on one. the fifth. Okay. Either way, you're not going to make up for the other four's lack of defensive presence. And right on. I think I think the defense is fixable. But JJ said this on the last pod. It's all about rotations. You know what I mean? You could have defensive liabilities mm-hmm. as long as you have other pieces that will hide them. And totally. There's absolutely no hiding. There's no hiding in that lineup. So I think I, the only way to fix it is for Stotts to just not play it or to play it in certain spots where it's like, I'm going to give these guys five minutes just for like an offensive barrage. Otherwise, don't play that lineup. Can I can I ask you how how you would fix that lineup? Like w- what you would change with the lineup? Oh, I, I, I'm not yeah. arguing with you. I'm just curious yeah. how you would how you would adjust it. Well, Mellow, that's the big one. Mm-hmm. That's the big one. If you're already playing Dame and you're already playing CJ, you can't play Mellow. You can't. You can't have those yeah. three at the same time. You gotta so, have. So who do you who do you put in defense. for Mellow? Here it comes. I'm not gonna say Giles. <laughs> <laughs> my heart says Giles, <laughs> but my brain says Gary Trent Jr. Or it okay. says Derek Jones Jr. Yeah, or I'm with Roko. That. You know, I'm like, like that. you can't, you cannot play Mellow in that situation. The only time Mellow is on the floor is if CJ or Dame are out. Mm-hmm. That's the way I see it. I don't know if the rest of the Portland fans see it that way, but that's the way I would like it. Tim, you know that yeah. Row, I, d- I think Row's starting five is, you know, for two Ks, Giles, 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 Giles. <laughs> <laughs> For every team, I think we all like, yeah. I've got three of them, three of them from Portland, and I have two of them from Sacramento. So the Trailblazers 
are currently sitting at five and four. They're alongside with the Jazz, the Mavs, the Warriors, the Spurs. Um, th- is this at your guys' expectation? Is this where you thought they would be at this point of the season? Looking nine games in? You know, I, I got to be honest with you, man. There were there were moments after we made the acquisitions that I thought we were going undefeated. Just just because I was, you know, that high. And not because I smoked anything, because I was high on the team, man. Every day. (laughs) No, uh, you know, I I guess in a way, I'm not surprised. Just because my fandom doesn't allow me to stay too high on this team. Uh, And I think any any Trailblazers fan will, will, they can attest to that. Um, You know, I think five and four is very fixable. You know, five and four, five and four screams adjustment period to me. Yeah, totally. You know, I'm, I'm wondering, did we play anyone else back to back besides the Warriors? Clippers and Houston, or Clippers and Lakers? Clippers, Clippers and Lakers. We we played them back to back. So, that's that's the thing. I think, I think this record is a little tricky. Because we have something that we've never seen in the NBA season, which are back-to-backs like this. It's essentially a two-game series. And when you get two-game series, it's likely that you're going to split them. And the reason being is because the coaches can adjust to what you're doing. So it, it changes the game. You know what I mean? Yeah. So in the beginning, if, this, if we didn't have two-game series, I bet you our record would be better. I bet you our record would be better. Because we have the talent to do that. And we've already shown that like mm-hmm. we're an offensive superpower during the regular season. So yes, I'm surprised that we're five and four. I, I really feel like we shouldn't be more like seven and two. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It just sucks that we have to play these back-to-backs because a, a lot of the times they split. That's that's my bad. Actually, we didn't play the Lakers back. I think it was only yeah, Golden, just Golden State, State, right? Yeah. Just Golden State. Okay, well then it would be six and three. <laughs> so yes, yes. better <laughs> you know i i didn't think we'd be hovering around 50 percent. i mean that's for sure but you know let's just let's just take it for what it is i think it, yeah. it was obviously an adjustment period as far as we can see um you know let's just hold on to that hope that it was the adjustment period but you know we're above 500 that's a positive you know, it yeah, seems like the defense positive. is coming together. That's a positive. Nurk looks better. Positive. Dame shown that he still has a touch. Positive. CJ is still killing it. Positive. And it looks like positive. And it looks like Stotts is starting to make some good decisions. Positive. Yeah. I'm positive on this team. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with it. I'm with it. All right, moving forward to league news. If you didn't hear, Kyrie Irving the other day just didn't play. He texts his uh, I saw that. He texts his his boys, his crew, his teammates, his coaching staff that he just didn't feel like playing. I'm gonna ask you, Tim, hmm. have you hmm. ever, ever had a group project with June? And he just straight up said, I don't feel like doing anything. So for those of you who don't know who June is, it is Ro. 
He is a junior. Oh, yeah, yeah, People yeah, call yeah. him junior. <laughs> uh, but no, man. Uh, I've never been I've never been in a, a group project with him where he just decides not to, at least without telling me or consulting yeah. me first. Or maybe I do it, too, because we're both saying the same thing. We both had the same work, work ethic. So I'm sure there were a few times that we just never yeah. <laughs> did anything and relied on the one smart person in our group. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure we were in a group project together. It's just that we never actually worked on the project and we probably got an A right. anyway. Thank goodness for smart people. <laughs> That's probably... <laughs> I just feel bad for that one Thanks. kid that I know, sat I in his room now. by himself. I, problem is, I have no idea Where are these is. guys? We can't make amends for that, man. We're going to take that to our graves. <laughs> I feel guilty. It's... Not. Do you guys? What do you guys feel about this Kyrie Irving like? I guess situation though is is this excusable for your All Star caliber player to do that? You know, I I was hearing stuff like that. The more the more that I think about it, and the more that I sort of read about it, I kind of understand it a little more. I guess there was some tor- turmoil going on in the USA. I'm just going to go there. I'm not going to mention anything else. I mean, else. I don't think we need to go and too deep into that. We don't need you to know, go there. If we you know, you know, there. right? If you know, you know. That's right. And I think he's done this in the bubble where where he he didn't play, right? He, did, he didn't play because he felt like it wasn't right. Um, he, he didn't feel like it was right to go into the bubble considering the time that we were like as a country. Mm-hmm. So am I surprised that Kyrie Irving did it? No. I think we all kind of expect him to do these types of things every once in a while just because he's a very emotional human mm-hmm. being. Um, if I was a Nets fan, I, I might feel some type of way because, I mean, I'm, I'm an essential worker. Yeah. I don't like what's going on with the country. I still do my thing, you know, and I... I know I don't quite have the platform that Kyrie Irving has, but I still go to work and I still do my thing. And, you know, like to me, Kyrie is actually doing us a service like he 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 gives us an outlet. I mean, I don't know where I would be if I didn't have basketball to talk about with you guys. Right. You know what I mean? And we're just people doing a podcast like through Zoom Mm -hmm. and people still go on zoom all the time and just talk basketball you know what yeah. i mean i mean i i think we can all agree that Kyrie's always been a bit of a diva so you know him taking a day off isn't out of the norm for him but you know i i, I mean right. I, i'll right. say that you know this this past year geez the past four years have been pretty tumultuous uh to say the least and and you know it hits some people harder than others, so you know I can't I can't hate on Kyrie for for needing to take a day off. You know, I mean everybody's allowed a personal day, right? Right, Wait, right. I I gotta I gotta give a shout out to one of our fans that actually put this on our feed. But would Dame ever do this? <laughs> uh, you know, not that I don't want to like you know put down Kyrie, but. We're just, we're I'm just, just I'm just saying, would right? Dame ever do this? Would he ever, would he I ever mean, say, I don't no. feel like playing? 
No. I mean, here's the thing. I don't think Dame has ever felt like he didn't feel like playing. Um, but uh, you know, I I'm trying to think back. Like, has he ever taken a day off? I mean, he's taken days off for family issues. I know. I'm pretty sure of that. Yeah. But I mean, you know. I mean, probably. I'm just saying, like, maybe Kyrie could have worded it differently, or something. You know, like like. I don't know. Yeah, I'm I'm just saying no. <laughs> game game wouldn't like, like, like straight up. Yeah. Heck no. He would never yeah, do I that. I mean, it, it would never, it never, would never. take something pretty serious for Dame not to not to hit the court. All right. So, 10 games going through this season. Uh we have season highs in the NBA. I want you both to tell the fans out there which season high are you most impressed with? Okay. Could it be Curry 62 points, Capella's 19 rebounds, The Joker's 18 assists, Jimmy Butler's 7 steals, Miles Turner 8 blocks, or Sorry Joker, his 10 turnovers. Oh come on now. Or start with Rowe. Shots fired. <laughs> Man. I'm just looking through the list here. I, I mean, there, there's a lot of these that are very impressive. I mean, Capella, 19 boards, 19. I know which one. That's I know a which lot. one I'm calling out. All right, go, go to him. I'm, 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 I'm calling the Joker for his 18 assists because it's not just that he throws a good pass. The other, the other teammates have to hit the shot too. So to me, that's the most impressive. Yeah. I mean, I mean that and his ten turn turnovers. I mean, that's that's pretty dang impressive. Like, how do you turn over the ball ten times? I, mean, I, I was I was gonna mention that because I was like, was this a sneaky double double that everyone missed? Like, did he get eighteen Yo, was assists this, and was this ten the turnovers same game? in the same game? Or, yeah, that's just because then it's just. But you know what's the ball, crazy? Like, like, like he, you know, he had at least ten points, at least. Oh yeah. <laughs> It was, oh yeah, that's it was probably it was probably like a like a 24 18 and 10 triple double. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm going to go with Miles Turner and the eight blocks. That's that's flirting with probably I would assume he was flirting with a triple double there, mm-hmm. but with 10 blocks, I mean that's I don't know how many times that's ever happened, but it it can't be often. <laughs> Season highs for the NBA and believe it or not, gentlemen, 10 games in the season already. It's crazy. It goes quick. Yeah. That's crazy. I mean, I'm excited to see one of the Blazers make that list. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I'm going to throw a random question out there. Are there any is there anything in there that you think one of our one of our Blazers can take for a season high? I'm going to go for I'm gonna say Dame, and he'll, he's always been under Curry's shadow. Or, I don't wanna say Curry's shadow, but he always wants to top Curry. I mean, I, I'll, I'll, I'll agree with that. I mean, it, out of all any of those stats, the only thing that, that comes to mind immediately is Dame in 62 yeah. points. I think Dame could probably eclipse that in any given night, uh, you know, I guess Nurk could get 19 rebounds, or, or, or even Cantor, man. Yeah, yeah even Cantor. I mean, that's that's a definite possibility. 18 assists is going to be tough, uh, especially just just because the Blazers. Yeah, offense. the Blazers don't don't 
pass the, the rock around that much. Um, seven steals. You know, who knows? We got some new defensive pieces. We don't know. We don't know what they can do. We don't know yeah. yet. Well, I'm going to go with nine blocks with Harry Giles. <laughs> of course you are. <laughs> <laughs> you see that block today? Harry, Did you see that block Harry, today? Yes, that That's was what amazing. I'm saying. Harry Giles is going to go out there and set the every rim. single one of these highs. Yeah. Nine blocks. Is that going to be through all five of your characters in <laughs> Doesn't need it. Just one character. So, um, let me jump in here real quick. So I was I was going through with stats, you know, preparing for this uh, podcast. Let me let me ask you guys if if you guys know who holds well, there's two players. Who holds the most three-point field goals missed in a single game? Missed? This season? Uh, in a single game. This season? Oh. Uh, of all time. Or oh, of all time. Ever. Jeez. I'm going to go with a, a Blazers favorite. I'm going to go with uh, everybody's boy, Russell Russell. <laughs> Westbrook. <laughs> That's that has yeah. to be a really good guess. Oh, I mean, man. can can you at least like narrow it down mm, to like on, a West Coast or East Coast? Wait, 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 wait. Let me give you a hint. Okay, there's a uh, there's two players that hold it. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. Can I ask for the hint? Can I hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> it's a current it's a current NBA player now. That's one of them. That's one of okay, okay, okay. But one okay. is past. Yes, and the past player. Is a former blazer. Ooh. It's a good question. Let's see. I mean I like uh, I like Russell uh Russell Westbrook for current. <laughs> but it could also be it could it could actually also man, be James Harden. Oh man. I'm trying to rack my brain like all these people that like shoot threes, you know? Like current How? ones. Like like did did like J.R. Smith ever like go crazy and shoot like a ton of threes and just brick everything? I am gonna I'm gonna give you the so. number. It's sixteen threes missed six in a single game in a jr smith is not shooting 16 times dude in a single game are you kidding me has to be westbrick it has to be has to be unless rj has some sick joke and he's gonna say like i mean i'm gonna i'm gonna be something (laughs) well he said you said that the it was a former trailblazer that doesn't play that that doesn't play anymore let's think about the former one that doesn't play anymore, right? Tim, we gotta get this, dude. We know we know a bunch of former Trailblazers. Dude, my okay. I'm gonna say my initial West... reaction was Bonzi Wells. He's not shooting 16 times though. But he's not shooting 16 times, right? No, it has to yeah, be well, this current good. type of oh, NBA where they're shooting like hella. Maybe I mean Stoudemire used to miss a lot. 16 miss. It's not B Roy. It can't be. That's what I was thinking. Because I feel like if you're going to bring up this type of stat, you're going to try and stab us Rip City fans right in the heart. In the heart? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is it? RJ, RJ is, is it B-Roy? Answers, yo. Is it B-Roy? No, it's not. It can't Okay, be. good. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. Like, you're going to you're gonna hurt me here. Uh, okay, we're, we're, threes, we're going with... Stoudemire. We're going with Westbrook, right? Yes. Are we yes. right on that one? No. What? Harden then. Harden? It is Harden. Ooh. And nice. Okay. Stoudemire. Boom. Thank you. What? The funny thing is that James Harden has done it six times 
<laughs> Six different games. Okay, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. Shut, shut down the CJ trade talks now. <laughs> you know what? That actually concludes our podcast. And, you know, big shout out to JJ who took the reins asking us questions. We did it a little different today and it was great. JJ, thank you very much, my friend. Thank you. Thanks for uh, having me on the podcast and being that uh, group member in your high school project. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. We provided the content here, brother. That's a, yeah, that's a good, good one. one. <laughs> but seriously, of course, thank, you, thank you. You're making me feel... You're making me feel like that one group member felt back in the day. <laughs> and of course, RJ, the producer on the ones and twos, Shout out RJ. giving us video. RJ, thank you very much, my friend. And thank you for chiming in, too. Always a pleasure, fellas. Man, you got to do that more often. You hear that sultry <laughs> voice. It just sounds so smooth. And of course, our last thank you goes to our fans. We love the Twitter engagement. We love the engagement in general. Just keep giving us feedback. Keep giving us the comments and we'll reply. Keep it rolling, guys, because, you know, you guys make it so easy for us to keep doing these. So easy for us. Almost too easy. And with that, Tim, what you got to say? That's it for this episode. Don't forget to rate, follow, and subscribe if you're digging what we're saying. Remember to stay safe out there, Rip City. We'll catch you next time on the Busted Bucket Podcast. Thanks for listening.